millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I know I have to hit record. I know. You were talking to me as if it was recording. And I thought, <laughs> does she know she hasn't hit record? I know. Big bug, but a big, big bug. Hello, this is Jess from Podcast. How do you do? How do you do? I am Claire Twenty, James Hill. So what up? James Clement. How do you do, I mean? How do you do? How mm. did Dandy do? He is wearing a top hat to say how to do. That's right. I'm wearing my <laughs> podcasting top hat that I wear every week. Uh, on all my podcasts, actually, when I guest on a podcast, uh, anytime I make a live appearance at a live show, you'll notice I'm wearing my top hat. <laughs> Does it have a rabbit in it? No, Claire. Boing. All right, it's got it's got Boing. one dead rabbit skeleton in it. <laughs> You're nothing if not on brand. It's true. And I enjoy it. We are married, and this is just for podcast, so we recommend you things as always to watch, read, and listen to. That's right. It is so nice to be back again. In many ways, we do the Lord's work because we watch shows that we think are are pretty good. Not just shows. I have some other Books things to recommend today. Sometimes it's a reality show that you're revisiting for a second <laughs> week in a row. I am so excited for you to revisit and share with us the passion that you have for the wonderful television show Love is Blind. Oh, my God, Claire, I have so much to say. <laughs> should, should, we, should we kick things off? Do you want me to kick it off or do you want to kick it off? Why don't you kick it okay, off? Okay, I'll kick it off because I'm going, I'm going small but Come big. On. This, today, wow. I got, I'm doing my thing where I have a little bouquet, a little mini bouquet of two recommendations. Oh, okay, you can squeeze them together. Correct, exactly. So my first recommendation are two things that have made us full of joy this week. Oh. One is the beanies. Oh, the beanies. And the other one is banana bread. The banana bread. Oh, Things what a combination. With B. So first up, the beanies. Now, my wonderful friend Jamila Rizvi, mm-hmm. her sister Mim has had a band, I guess. It's, they have also been a podcast called yes. The Beanies and she's had it for quite a long time. She does it with a friend called Laura and another friend called Michael. Mm-hmm. Now, they're best known first and foremost for a podcast series which has had almost a million downloads and one Australian well, podcast. Podcast one award point, for best, five best million. kids and families podcast. Mm. Anyway, so and it kind of the podcast itself was kind of a mix of storytelling and informative fact based teaching and music, and yeah, was really cool. And you can find it on Spotify. I haven't actually heard the podcast. So is it so is it aimed both at adults and kids? Are they different versions? Sorry, if anyone can hear scratching, it's because there's a dog at the door scratching at the door. But uh, what were you saying? So no, it's for kids. Yeah. yeah, it's for kids, but it's really cool. It's kind of got some facts and informative stuff mm. where, uh, while also having music and some music they're familiar with and also their original songs. And then it's also got stories too. So it's mm. a little bit like, I guess it's like an episode of Play School on a podcast, yes. but kind of more fun than that and upbeat and kind of, um, kind of what's the word for it? Dramatic, Ooh. if that makes sense, because they're very... Full of beans, these beanies. They certainly are. They, they cannot are. be stopped. Anyway, but just recently they've gone on to our Australian Broadcast Corporation, the ABC, on our television shows, and they've got some original songs on there that our daughter is so obsessed with. Losing her mind. It's the only thing that she wants to do. Oh, my goodness. And she calls, she can't really talk, so she just calls them bees, bees, bees. <laughs> but there's and also a song about bees. There and is. she might be talking about that. 
Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, but if she sees them anywhere, she's just obsessed. And her two favourite songs are Topsy Turvy Zoo. Yep. Uh, the Topsy Turvy Zoo. Boo, good song. Boo. It's so good. Why do you think it's so good? Because I saw you dancing at dinner time today. Yeah, we're, were we're loving the Topsy Turvy. Everybody's loving the Topsy Turvy Zoo in this household. Let me tell you that much. Oh no, so the song is basically it's like it's combining different animals together. So they'll get like a gorilla and a butterfly and they make a gorilla fly and the whole thing's in a song and whatever. And it's fun. It's got little like pause moments and it's they got like their facial expressions are really funny as well. And it's just no, it's just a really catchy song and like as a song it works and as a kid's kid song obviously yeah it works and the really animations because well well. it's them dancing on a green screen yeah. and there's a whole lot of animation in the background yeah. and it's just it's so fun there's also wobbly wombat which is a mm. really fun one to wibble 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 wombat anyway i've got them going around and around in my head i like the be- the one about bees as well yeah bees and, collecting honey. and it's just the first time my daughter's like latched onto something and become really obsessed. Yeah, with she's it. not really like we tried like the Wiggles and maybe Emma and things like that. And maybe she was probably a bit younger when those were on. But, yeah, she's probably right at the right age. But this was just thing. like, what is this? I know, you know she will watch it on just on repeat. And our son's really got into it too, which mm. is cool. So we were at the to- dinner table, all dan- all singing Topsy Turvy Zoo and pretending to be a gorilla crossed with a butterfly or a crocodile crossed with a flamingo. That's right, the flo- a fl- uh, flocodile. Yeah, flocodile. Yeah, our son loves that one. He's bloody obsessed with it. Anyway, so. He loves combining things as well, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. One of the things that he loves. Transformers. Mixing two stuff together. He does. Or evolutions or evolutions or something yeah. in Pokemon. He loves that too. I think it's evolution. Anything that will like. A- he calls them evolutions. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, Maybe it is that. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. If you've got little kids in your house, I would totally recommend the beanies. Absolutely. Super fun, super fun. The podcast is cool too and these um, animations and songs. The the newer ones aren't on Spotify but all of the older stuff I think from like 2016 onwards is. But it's so worth trying to find Topsy Turvy Zoo. Yeah, I'm just trying to look now if you – they actually do have it. It's on ABC Ivy here, yeah. so if you had a VPN, you could find it Yeah, absolutely. There. It's a free app. You'd be able to do it. No, I don't think those ones are on YouTube at least, but you could probably find them somewhere. I'm sure you'd find them somewhere. Excellent but, yeah, it, they're just they're so great. So that's that. And my other cheeky little thing in my bouquet, it's only got two things in it, is banana bread that I made today. Oh, my God. <laughs> because, what do they call it? Banana bread? It's not bread at all. No, it's banana cake. We couldn't sell it to our son regardless. No. Bread, cake. He wasn't having a bar of it. He hates fruit. Anyway... <laughs> God. It is on YouTube, but it's not the animated version. Ah, okay. Topsy so, Derby's at least, yeah. Yeah, the animated version on the ABC is just like awesome. Mm. But even the song itself is so cool. Agreed. Yeah, so that's my one recommendation. And the other is this banana bread. Now, it's from Alice O. You might have remembered a little while ago I recommended this as a gift for Christmas, um, Recipes with Friends. Mm. Alice I do Ur. remember this one. It's and got fun little, uh, little cartoons. Yeah. It's really cool. The illustrations are really yeah, awesome. Yeah. And this one's got some sexy bananas lounging on it. Ooh. Anyway, the reason I'm recommending 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 this one is because it's vegan, even though no one likes to make things as vegans. However, they're saving the planet. I don't think that's we like true. Them. I think no. there's more of an acceptance. Whenever someone's like bloody vegan, it's like, fuck it, it's fine. Just relax, <laughs> all right? It's 2022. These are people that exist. No, you it- misrepresented me. Oh. I didn't mean that people don't respect vegans. I just meant no one likes to cook for vegans. <laughs> well, that is probably vegan. true. But I think, again, like there's more options and that now. I don't think it's like as Correct. big a deal as It's just not it as enjoyable be. because what are you going to cook? I don't know. There's some pretty good vegan stuff, man, like this banana cake, which I did well, not know was anyway, vegan. this is the one that is. If you're a chef out there or a I cook, am. 
You know what I'm saying. He doesn't know. He doesn't cook that much. <laughs> you do what are actually. You talking about? You made pizzas tonight and I respect it. <laughs> anyway, um, this is so easy because, as you know, I like a one-pot wonder and this is that. That's right. Three ripe bananas, two cups of self-raising flour, a quarter of a cup of margarine, though I used olive oil, still works treat, mm-hmm. one cup brown sugar, one cup coconut milk and a half a teaspoon of vanilla essence. All you have to do is mash the bananas with a fork until smooth, put in all the other ingredients, stir it all around until it's smooth and then bake it in like a loaf tin for one hour at 180 degrees. And Bob's your uncle. You have the most delicious banana bread without all the fliggle and flaggle. There's not much fliggle. Like if you were looking There's for no a fliggle, <laughs> something that's fliggle induced, no, you're not getting that at all. And uh, no. again, your daughter helped your daughter. <laughs> Our daughter. <laughs> My daughter. Our daughter we had together. Uh, yeah, to, to make yep, it. This is such a good one with kids because it's like all in one bowl. You don't even need one of those fangle mixer things. No, it's just a mash job, isn't Yeah, I'm it? using the word fangle, let's say. But, yeah, you don't even need that. You just have to look a little bit of elbow grease, a little bit of wooden spoon action, mm. a masher. And also kids love mashing stuff and she really liked using the potato masher. So that was real fun. Anyway, I would totally recommend it. It's actually recommended by Lorelai Vashti. Yeah. Because obviously it's recipes with friends and every recipe is from a friend of hers. Ah. And Lorelai did this one. And it's just excellent. With butter, eat it warm. Oh, yeah. Eat it cold. Just eat it, mate. Yeah, absolutely. So good. So, you know, we're all down in the dumps because of, you know, casual world ending, all the things. So eat some banana bread and listen to Topsy Turvy Zoo. Why don't you? Just some casual world ending. Don't even bloody worry about it, some casual impending war of nuclear explosions and possible ending of the planet, but that's fine. I mean, you know, mutually assured destruction hopefully keeps us safe for the time being, but, you know, watch people now throw that in my face if there is a nuclear war. Thinking about, like, oh, James, you actually said that that wouldn't happen and there was a nuclear war actually. Oh, God. As we've said before, some people are listening back to 2019 and yeah. going from the start. That's and right. so they have listened in real time to us I'm gonna get, uh, predicting uh, terrible yeah. things. We're going to get um actually on nuclear holocaust. Um oh, actually there hopefully. was a nuclear holocaust, didn't you even know? <laughs> oh, hopefully not. On that note, I have to apologize for my review of Mrs. Mangle oh yeah, you got last um week. actually this week. Didn't I know you? on Twitter. I'm so sorry. I just I know no, that he was a apologize. No, but I I had watched all the episodes as well. I just it had been a while and I really should have refreshed my episode, a uh, lack of season three. Yeah, you should have watched all the episodes before you went into the Rewatched them again. again. Anyway, in my defense, they didn't do a normal recap. Yeah. Like they normally do. Also, what was it? What was it? It was like she didn't go on tour. Shy Baldwin the, was not a, a singer, he, not a comedian. He was a singer. Great. Now the world is safe again. No, now listen, I'm... Claire, it's time to move on. All right, here he goes. He's moving, he's rolling, he's shaking. He's uh, a little normally when I'm, people I'm actually me, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. But when it's you, I'm like, no, that's rude actually. <laughs> but for me, I'm like, yeah, whatever. No, I don't think it's rude. It's fair enough. This is my job, James. It's yeah. my job to watch things and review them accurately. And when I get it wrong, I feel very defensive. I constantly get you <laughs> wrong. It's like all I do exclusively. Anyways... Uh, it's heartbreak Well, time. I know that. Am I right? Oh, but, oh, oh, I was bloody, a little late on the t- on the. She's bloody coming there. at me. She's bloody yeah, coming at me 100 miles an hour. That's out okay. Out of my love mug. That's my true. My Ellen DeGeneres love mug. Mm, Ellen DeGeneres. She may be questionable. Her range of mugs famously, is excellent. Uh, <laughs> famously loving person, Ellen DeGeneres. Anyways, <laughs> it's heartbreak time on our Love is Blind season two, Claire. I didn't think I was going to come back to it. You know what I mean? I was about halfway don't through. Break my heart oh, my God. So for those people that don't know. Please stay with me if you don't, uh, if you haven't 
seen Love is Blind or you're like, you don't, you're not interested in reality TV because it's not really my thing either. But anyways. Uncry these tears. You can't uncry tears. But uh, basically... The premise of the show is, I'll just quickly recap. Claire, this is really distracting. I cannot do this while you're singing Unbreak My Heart. I know, but I thought I should bring back Also, Heartbreak, it's, you heal from it and you learn and you move on and you grow. It's not necessarily a bad thing. You I know, know what I, I mean? I just was singing Tony Braxton for fun. I'm sick of Tony Braxton. <laughs> I'm just bringing back for one episode because you've told me that I can't keep interrupting you because it's very disrespectful and you put lots of effort into That's what I said. Reviews. I said it's very disrespectful and you <laughs> Will not interrupt me for even a second. No, but I I know I'm not supposed to because it's it's not very kind and it's annoying. But I'm just bringing it back just for today. I closed that door because I had a lot of banana bread. How did the dog? <laughs> She's a beagle. My... She probably opened it. She's very clever. It's fine. Did Let's he... just record. No, with be, no, because she's she runs amok. Yeah. Let's go back to where I was being adorable and interrupting. Oh yeah, you. <laughs> how are you? What were you doing? What are we up to? So the show is basically 15 couples meet in, they're then they're in separate sections of a house. They basically date with a wall between them. They don't know who they're going to get engaged to if they decide to get engaged. So it's basically an experiment based on, can you get to know somebody? Is love truly blind, et cetera, and so forth. Anyways, it like dips after the engagements. Do you know what I mean? After the after the different, you know, that people get together, it's like, oh, what's going to happen? Oh, who's rejected or whatever? Then it's like four or five episodes of people being like, we're in the real world. This is crazy. Can you believe this experiment that we've been on? What a journey. We're getting married in a week. This is crazy. This is my family. This is crazy. It's like fuck all that. It's boring. It's boring because then when you get to the second last episode, you get the second best episode of the series, which is fucking heart-stomping time, Claire. My goodness. What they have to do, they walk up the aisle, both of them, right, and then they get there and then they say their vows at each other and then one of them or both of them might be like, I'm not doing this. I'm not getting married. Guess what? We all got dressed up for this wedding and whatever and planned it all, but guess what? You're a lunatic. I don't like you. And then it's out. And there was a lot of couples that like broke up and I'm like, good, this is fun. I'm enjoying this. You know what I mean? That shouldn't have happened. Like that was a, that's a terrible person. You don't want to, you don't want to be involved in any of that. But the reunion this year, my God, Claire, my God, it just made the whole thing worth it. Right? So there was this dude from the start who like, when he'd meet people in Love is Blind, he's like, oh, like he, he, he tried to figure out what people look like or how big they were. He was kind of obsessed with that. He'd be like. Oh, do you, uh, do you like exercise? You know, do you enjoy exercise? Do you enjoy keeping fit? Or, hey, if I took you to like a music festival, do you reckon I could lift you on my shoulders or whatever? Do you reckon that's something that I could do? And people are like, the fuck is wrong with this guy? Was he, was he asking all these questions about how heavy I am or whatever? Anyways, he ended up getting engaged to this lovely woman. I'm not going to spoil, you know, uh, who or whatever, but I, no one cares, I guess, at this point. And it's really weird because... He spends the rest of the episodes just talking to camera and talking to other people and being like, I don't know, we've got this really cool connection and she's fun and we understand each other and we've got like a similar background and there's this real deep connection which I don't have because I'm always looking at things superficially. But then he's also like, but I just don't want to bang this chick. I just look at her and I'm like, I don't want to, she's like my aunt, I don't want to bang this chick. And also, and this is how he's talking, right? And anyway, you look at this woman She's like a fucking 10 and he's like a four. Like it's crazy, right? It doesn't make any sense. And I think he's probably thrown off because recently she lost a lot of weight. So maybe he's just like, oh, what if she goes back to before she had a lot of weight or whatever? You know what I mean? He's just terrible. Anyway, she finds – I'm just recapping the show at this point, I guess. She finds out that he's he's been just, just talking shit to everybody because even guys in the other group are just like – 
hey, tell her that, like, he's been saying all this shit. And apparently a bunch of stuff that he said also didn't, like, make the cut. So the reunion time rolls around. He's out of the gate. He's fucking furious, right? Because, oh, he also, she rejected him at the altar. She's like. You missed the most important bit. Yeah, no, it's not. That's not the most important bit. That's Hang why on, I so she it. rejects him at the yes, altar. Yes, because she found out because people were just like, hey, this dude is a fucking idiot. Okay, pause. Yeah. I have to tell everyone. One of the reasons James is ranting about Love is Blind, which is not usually the calibre of shows that we watch, is that I was on the couch yesterday and James came in like he'd seen a ghost. Yeah. He came in and he just did the symbol for, like, my mind is blown. I felt like he had witnessed something it was like miraculous a, it was, no, it was and a murder, and terrifying and yeah, awful. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought to myself, what is this man of calibre and depth Watching. I'm not any of those things. And he said, you should have seen the fucking Love is Blind reunion special. <laughs> what? what? Uh, anyway, he gets the, the reunion. Uh, they're all sitting on the couches, right? And a couple of them are married. Most of them aren't. And everybody's pretty, like, civil. You know what I mean? pause. Some of them actually get married. Yeah, a couple of them actually get real, married. And yeah, they stay together. Yeah, and they stay. And How it's been a year. between? year between they... filmed it and the reunion. Okay. All right. Right. And so they're just hashing it out right on the couch. And from the get-go, cameras start rolling and he goes fucking nuclear, like immediately. And he starts interrupting and talking over everybody and being like, this is what's going on with your relationship. This is what the problem with you is. Hey, you know what I think? Maybe if you had have done this because I don't think you respect this about this person. And everyone's just like... Can you just fucking calm down? Like you, you, what you think is like you're the way your brain works is the way that you think everybody else's work, but you're broken. Like your brain is broken, and you're just lashing out at everybody. And so everybody, he turns on everybody. Everybody turns on him and his ex fiance. Just sitting there, like I dodged a bullet here. Like thank Christ, this dude, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, I haven't mentioned this, and it's not really relevant, but this is hosted by uh, Nick and Vanessa Lachey. Nick Lachey was in 98 Degrees. Do you remember him? Oh, my He was once married to Jessica Simpson. Yeah. They're barely in it. It doesn't matter. But anyway, they're back at the reunion, and then they fucking turn on him. Like, uh, (laughs) Vanessa Lachey's like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, what is – like, she literally swears at him. It's like, what is wrong with you? Why you Why you like this? And there's at one point he goes, I don't even find anybody attractive in this room. So what? What am I? Who cares if I'm actually a shallow? That's the real world, isn't it? So I want to bang somebody. I want somebody who's attractive or whatever. The only person I find attractive in this room is Vanessa Lachey. And is that his – she's sitting right there. <laughs> oh, my God. With her husband, Nick Lachey, oh, of man. 98 Degrees. Whoa. It was – Insane. And what is also the craziest thing is, like, he's not a catch, like, on any level. Like, if you, like, and again, this, these things can be edited and he talks about how, like, you know, I was edited and unfairly. But they just let this guy run his mouth. He, he's like, he talks through the whole thing. It's like an hour log and probably 40 minutes of his is just him just getting real aggressive at everybody. Do you think the producers, though, worked him into a frenzy? Maybe. Like, do you think they set that up? Because they usually do. You know? I think it's – oh, look, it's definitely manipulated on some level. Like, and this guy, I don't know – I mean, I don't know whether they worded him up before, be like, you know, just, just go all out or whatever, but he just tries to burn everything down and it's just hilarious. I loved it. <laughs> It was really good. Of course they set it up. Of course they did. Yeah, That's look, their whole job. I know, I know. But, like, it, it, and they, You've look, watched again, those shows of behind know, the scenes, But right? they probably, like, you know, I'm sure they worded him up about what's going on. He was like, I'm going to go and say this. And they're like, you should say that, actually. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure there's elements of it, but he is a moron for, like, falling into that. But is he someone that 
is not he needs very smart. He, yeah, like doesn't he? Have no, he's a vet. Therapy? He's a vet. Okay, but he's maybe not emotionally intelligent. No, no, no. I don't know and if I made that and clear. This is my problem, and I I get how hilarious that is, and I totally understand the love slash like binge worthiness of reality television. Mm. You've fallen hook, like and line and sinker for it, James. Yeah. You really have, and I get it. I but totally have. I also. I have so many problems with it because I think that at the end of the day, it's exploitative it of definitely people is. with major problems. Yes. Whether that's mental health issues or low emotional IQ or a whole lot range, like very kind of vulnerable in different ways. And I know then on the flip side, there are people that get into it now because they're savvy and they see that it's a way to launch whatever Absolutely. thing they want to sell or Instagram account they want to grow. Or yeah. I, I get that as well. I told, And so I'm not naive to think that it's just a one-way thing. But, you know, so often the people that are then painted as the villains, their lives can be completely destroyed. Oh, absolutely, yeah. No, and this, the kind of rubbish is... that they get yeah. online. Like there's a an Australian this celebrity called Abby. This guy's not online as well, like at all. All right. Well, yeah. there's, a, there's an Australian celebrity called Abby Chatfield. Mm. Have you heard of her? And yeah. she was painted as a villain in one of the seasons. Now, I didn't watch it. But I do know that she's since gone on to kind of talk about what that feels like to be at the bottom of a massive online pylon. Yeah. And the things that go on in those shows and, you know, she's gone to build herself a really great career. But I I don't know. I just feel like there's for every person that, you know, might come out of it with, I don't know, some kind of deal, TV deal or something, there's someone who whose mental health has like was low before they even got on there and is now, you know, they're in in a, in a really dark place. And also they don't really provide a lot of counselling or support. Oh, no, absolutely they not. They might during the show, but as soon as the show finishes, they're dropped. They're just out in the world. Yeah, there's all these stories of, you know, people who – anyway, all I'm saying is that sounds hilarious. It was. And, and also look, and You're right. And terrible. all of that is true. I'm like I feel bad for this guy. Like also like not only that, you know, this public thing that he's doing and is happening to him, but also like he's just not very – He's not very well. Yeah, you know, like I know, he, I know. And well, I guess the other flip side of it, though, right, is that also he's a misogynist. Oh yeah, and an awfully sexist. Yeah, and so part of me is like, I'm glad that people can are seeing that. I don't know. Good God, James, you've really gone in hard to love his blind. I certainly have, Claire. I can't wait for season three. They're like, <laughs> we've got a new thing coming up. There's a new show. It's a spin-off. It's like they send couples to an island or something and one of them wants to get engaged and the other one doesn't. Ooh, typical. Am I right, everybody? Anyway, <laughs> so what they do, they then spend some time with some other people that might be just as compatible to be like, do I actually want to get engaged? And then I'm like, I don't want to watch that. But also maybe do I'll you watch, watch every it? episode of it. Good God. Whatever that show is called. Right. Yeah. Why do you think it is that you're suddenly really invested in Love is Blind? I have no idea. It was just on and I think it was just like, what's this? All right. And then it just took over my life. That's Every- what happens. I always think that. I, I always say things like, I don't really like reality television. Yeah. And then when I watch something from the very beginning, they get you. Nobody's, they get you. Yeah, Hook, no, line and I don't think, and, and I think there's, I'm sure there's people that are like, uh, you know, that's, you know, not me. I think there is something that could get every, anybody, no matter what Especially if you watch it from the very beginning. Because all, yeah. like, I've got a couple of friends who are just like, oh, I hate maps, I'm sick of it, my wife's just always, but they know, like, everything about it, like, because it's like, yeah, you watch it, and that's fine. 
Maths is married at first yeah. sight. I know what Maths is. I know you know that, but I'm telling yeah. everybody else who <laughs> might not know what it is. Uh, so, you know, you know how it is. I mean, we watched Big Brother season 2012. I cannot tell you the last time. You know what I do love? I've already said this before. In a reality TV show, I Lego love Masters. Master Chef. I love a Lego Masters. I love uh, Dancing with the Stars. You In do. Fact, Dancing with my stars. With my stars, with the stars, may just be my favourite. MasterChef's way better since they swapped out all of the judges as well. Yeah, correct. It's so good. Anywho. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, can I have my second recommendation? I would love to. Oh, you mean third? Yeah, my third. I know I snuck a second one in there. Like a cheeky, cheeky person. Do you have, actually, I think I would like to go last with this one. Okay. So you can go first with your Are second you sure? one. Yes, okay. Uh, there's a show that's come to Star, Disney Plus Star, which I think is on Hulu if you're in the places in the world that get Hulu. It's called The Dropout. It's based on a podcast called The Dropout, hosted by Rebecca Jarvis. It stars uh, Amanda Seyfried and Naveen Andrews. I get this name right. Utkash Ambedkar. 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 James Hiroyuki, Liao, and Stephen Fry right now, which the, we watch this show together, Claire. It's, it's, uh, the, the, the premise is, here we go, I'll read it out. Uh, in a tale of ambition and fame gone terribly wrong, Elizabeth Holmes, played by Amanda Seyfried, uh, develops healthcare technology that puts millions of patients at risk and loses everything in the blink of an eye. So this is a true story uh, of this, this woman, Elizabeth Holmes, who people probably would, uh, would, would have heard about, who was seen at one point as this, like, Brilliant tech mogul. This is the next Elon Musk. This is the next Steve Jobs. Basically, yes, this is the next terrible person in tech, which is everybody in tech, it seems, at a higher <laughs> level. So she wants to leave her mark on society for good. She's like, I'm, I'm, I want to invent something that, like, really changes the world. And so she settles on this blood testing machine, which is essentially if you put in a drop of blood, it can, it can diagnose 80-plus illnesses that uh, you you know, that you may potentially have or could have down the line. And it starts from a point of like uh, the U.S. healthcare system is being, is flawed, as all healthcare systems are, you know, in, in many ways, and it could speed up the process. It's cheaper and all of these things. But this thing that she invents and builds a team around and gets funding for, it does not work. It's not a thing that is viable at all. So it starts as a small lie to kind of get this over the line, to kind of get this funding, get this person on board. Do you know what I mean? Well, if we can just like fake this prototype and then the next, you know, and then the next we'll get it down the line. You know what I mean? we'll get enough money together to be able to afford the tech, the research yes, to make it work. Exactly. But the the problem is the, the core idea itself is impossible or it is at this point at the very, I, I don't know much about blood testing. Actually, I think about, I don't know anything about blood testing <laughs> now that I uh, just go into my mind and have a look. So it's kind of, it's interesting because the way the series paints it, and there's only been three episodes so far, but they're doing eight. So now they're doing one every week until April. Um, it's, she wants to like do good, you know what I mean? And leave an impact, but it seems to, I don't know whether she was always this way or it gets twisted this way, but it just more becomes get it being enamored with being seen a certain way and, th- and you know, people thinking that you're making a difference as opposed to 
actually, you know, making a difference. And it becomes harmful because all of a sudden you're using this machine on people who would need it, you know, cancer patients and, and the like, you know what I mean? People who, you know, need updated information about their health, you know what I mean, mm. on a regular basis. And, again, if this thing worked, it would be an absolute game changer, you know, but it does not work at all. And uh, this woman is uh, real life in a lot of trouble, it turns out, not to spoil a real-life event. But, uh, yeah, it's it's well worth checking out. So after you've done with Love is Blind, the reunion, hosted by uh, Vanessa and Nick Lachey, please check out The Dropout. Uh, what do you think of it, uh, Claire? We've watched the first Yeah, I really enjoyed together. it. I mean, I knew a little bit about the story, mm. the real-life story. Um, I sort of followed it at the time and I read a couple of articles on it too. It's fascinating and fascinating because I think – there's two sides to it. I know you kind of watched it and just went, well, this person seems really terrible. No, I don't I don't think that. I, I don't. I think not initially, you know. No. Yeah. I mean, I... The way it's portrayed here at least. The way you know. it's portrayed, and I don't want to give too much away, but it, it kind of gives you an idea of why she is the way she is because there's, there's a sexual assault that happens while she's at college. Yes. And it's from there that she seems to be able to shut off a part of herself and she drops out of college to pursue this business idea. And mum's like, just shut it down, you know what I mean? Forget about it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, unfortunately, from the nature of this and particularly, I wonder if things are changing that much. I think there is some movement now on campuses, but... Yeah. Most of the time if you're raped on campus or, you know, women are just think, not believed and it, in the I, same way. Anywhere, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And so she's not believed in that instance. No. And that I think fundamentally changes being, yeah. her. Yeah, because women aren't believed in those kind of instances, she's such a naive kind of really nerdy, super passionate, super smart, hardworking mm. person who's super driven. She has this idea that she's going to be a billionaire from the time she's really little. And that kind of single-mindedness, it's almost tunnel vision. She doesn't notice anyone else around her in lots of ways or she can't understand the way that other people are around her and she'll have scenes where she's like practising in the mirror how to smile and how to talk to people Mm. and, you know, all of those things. And then when that happens to her, it's almost like she has to shut down a part of herself and therefore, and look, and I don't know what the real story is, but in the show, it kind of presents to me like she was then able to throw everything into this idea, then shut down the parts of it that weren't working, yeah. just like she shut down what happened to her in the assault. Mm. And I think that that can happen in trauma, right? Oh, absolutely. People compartmentalise things. And then she ends up in a relationship with an, a really older guy that starts off kind of beautiful because they're both quite nerdy and kind of into the same things, but then slowly over time becomes abusive as well. Mm. And that in itself kind of lends you to think about what the world does to women who are incredibly smart and driven and who don't always fit in the mould and even then what the world just does to women over time. Mm. And not always but often, and I've been thinking about this a lot because it's International Women's Day, I've been thinking about the trajectory of women's lives and how at different points they can be completely derailed. And I know this is true of all human beings, but I'm just talking from my experience that in watching the women around me, you know, there are things that happen, whether it's relationships that they get into that turn violent or abusive or 
whether it's difficulties with pregnancy and infertility and children and then that trajectory that sends them in a different path. And it's really sad to me when you see that happening and when you see women being squashed or when you see girls who walk out in pantsuits when they're eight years old to go and meet Hillary Clinton mm. and have this idea that why I'm smarter than the boys in my grade. And often that's the case, not necessarily that they're smarter, but that girls really thrive at school yeah. in that environment and often come out with, in Australia anyway, higher interscores and they also come out with higher university scores or at least enter university in greater numbers. But then over time it drops away for lots of different reasons. There's just lots more barriers set up and they're sometimes invisible and sometimes very visible. And that just really breaks my heart. And so that's what I was thinking about when I was watching it. And not that I necessarily think Elizabeth Holmes is without fault because she did some horrible things. And and not saying that necessarily because she's a woman we should just feel sorry for her either. That's not what I mean. And she committed crimes and there was definitely fraud at play. I just think it's an interesting reflection on what happens to women in the world and why we don't see as many women in positions of leadership, you know, and that kind of thing. So anyway, that's what it made me think about and it made me angry and sad but also Mm. fascinated because I'd – It made me also think about the world of entrepreneurship and startups and burning through investment and how, you know, at at one point with Planet Broadcasting, I had this idea that maybe we would turn it into this kind of startup and go and Mm. look for investment. And I never really did it in the end. And sometimes I think maybe we should have to try and grow it big as I've talked multiple times, but I'm really glad we didn't. Hell no, I'm so glad we didn't. Because that whole idea, and it can be incredible, but that whole idea of startup culture where you bring a company up to a certain point so you can then sell it. Yeah. It's kind of like you're doing it so that in the end you make lots of money, not necessarily. a big big payout and then I guess you got a lot of money at once, I guess. Yeah, and then I I don't know. Which is whatever, I guess. And that's fine too. And some of those ideas can change the world. I just mean do we need them? always. And also that kind of idea that you just burn through people and burn through money to create something that you don't at the end of the day care about. It's just so that you can sell it. I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't sit entirely right with me. And again, this is just framed as the show was. It seemed as if like she just, just if she had a better idea, you know, like something that was actually good. Like 20 hours a day. clearly... Very intelligent, you know what I mean? And I think if she'd stayed at uni. Absolutely. Yeah, because a lot of it, it is like I want to get to the next thing. She drops out really, and, really young. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I think, yeah, and look, a lot of these like, like, like a bunch of these people should be in jail. Like it's not like, I don't, she's not like, oh, wow, this one rogue tech CEO, you know, fucking Zuckerberg's like, he's a monster, you know? I just, I think it's also unfair that, like, this is the one that's, like, <laughs> that's being targeted, you know. And, I, you know, I think it's also because she just took a bunch of money from people and that's why, you know. Yeah. So I think that's what it comes down to. I mean, also. She was young, I think, too. and But that's why there's yeah. consequences because she took money from people that you shouldn't take money from. Yes, That's correct. what I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. You're absolutely mm. right. Yeah. And the cancer thing. But I think it's – I genuinely think it's more the money thing. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I think she really pissed off a lot of people in very high places. Mm-hmm. Totally. Which is similar to Inventing Anna, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Too. You get the feeling that this young woman 
upset a lot of apple carts in yeah. very high places of very wealthy people and therefore that's probably why she's back in jail again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and because they have the puppet strings, mm. you know, that they can And not, not is to say, that's not to say that they are good people because that's... No, I'm not saying <laughs> they not are. True. No, yeah. but I... But, but there is at, like... Uh, at the end of the day, and I think that's what they talked about in Ventiana as well, there's this murky waters because Mark Zuckerberg is not a good person. No. Donald Trump. You know, like he has so many failed, up failed sort of fraudulent. Yeah, he owes a lot of people money. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, things that don't go well and, and still manages to land on his feet. And I just don't think the world gives women the same kind of chances. You yeah. know, if you fail, you really fail on that, you know, and it's very hard to come back as a woman. It's much harder. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you have to kind of, which is something that, that is actually done in this. There's an ac- academic who's a woman who she initially goes to talk to who gives her this very kind of cutting speech about how as a woman you can't cut corners. Yeah. You have to go be the better than the best and then you still have to prove yourself and you can't put a foot wrong. Yeah. And in a way that comes to pass in spectacular fashion because she absolutely doesn't, she does try and cut all the corners mm. and there's no safety net there. Yeah. Or, you know. But if she had made a bunch of people money, I bet it would have been fine. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, now, on that, I wanted to talk about one more thing, but we're out of time. Are you sure we're going to? Yeah. Okay. Oh, we Should can we keep talking I don't about mind. It? I'd like to talk about it, actually. Yeah, it kind it. of dovetails into just what I was talking about then. So, there's a podcast by Jamila Rizvi yes. called There's No Place Like Home. And Jamila runs Future Women, yep. which is an incredible organisation supporting. Isn't her sister the one in the beanies? The other thing. That yes, we're about I, it's, it's a risky kind of day. <laughs> it certainly is. Um, Future Women is an organisation that is working towards equality for women in all different situations, and this podcast particularly is putting survivors of family violence at the centre of the story. Now. It's a really difficult listen, not because it's not beautifully edited and hosted by Tarang Chawla, who mm. I interviewed actually yes. for Taunts in season one. It's just that the stories are heartbreaking. Each episode tells the story of an extraordinary person who has shared their most intimate thoughts, feelings and experiences of domestic and family violence. And so the stories are anonymous and the interviews from the victims themselves, I mean, each interview is really vulnerable and open and yeah. brave and they interview friends and colleagues as well around that person. So it really paints a picture of a lot of different facets of this kind of violence against women. Sounds like really like methodical and like yeah. they really, you know. It's make, very take, harrowing yeah. and heartbreaking but also very educational. So I don't think it's really appropriate for young people. Um, mm. However... Maybe for older older teenagers who sure. are studying this kind of stuff, but I think it's really good in breaking down terms that we've heard like coercive control or um, emotional abuse versus physical abuse, and what those things like. What does gaslighting actually mean, and so what it's that like looks recognizing, like? Helping yeah, people recognize, helping people yeah. recognize patterns and behaviors, and also sort of they will like plot out the trajectory of a relationship at how it starts and often how there's no warning signs or very few warning signs. And then as it goes on, you can start to see where that person slowly loses foothold on their life. Yeah. And 
their partner becomes, you know, in charge of their every move, in charge of their finances, um, separates them from their loved ones. And I know of people in my own life who mm. this has happened to. And it does it. They just slowly erode that person's sense of self until they have nowhere to turn. And Made, I think, was a show on Netflix yeah, this, yeah. that did this really well, that painted this kind of story of what it really is like to be in a relationship like this. So I think it's so valuable. Um, they're working towards a vision for Australia where domestic and family violence no longer exists. And that's a big lofty goal. But I think this kind of exploration and deep dive almost plays out like, I guess, a warning to mm. women, but also like a call out to men too who want to listen to it to be able to see what kind of behaviours lead to this kind of relationship breakdown yeah, and right. pattern of yeah. behaviour um, and try and understand why other friends or family members um, or even they themselves might end up in that kind of relationship. I think if you have never heard of these kind of terms before, mm. you just think that a domestic violence against women or a violent relationship is the only form of abuse. If it's physical, that makes sense, right? Yeah. But there are so many other layers to it. And I th and also trying to understand why women stay in relationships like that I think is really helpful too. And anyway, it's called There's No Place Like Home and uh, they're dropping episodes every week. So there's a few up episodes up there. Are they doing like yeah. a 10-episode like a season or yeah, something like that? Yeah, 10 episodes. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, hosted by Trang Chawla. There's no place like home. It's on Apple Podcasts. Awesome. Correct. We've, yes. we've, been, we've been everywhere this week, haven't we? We have. We've, we've gone high and, and we've fro. gone low. We certainly <laughs> yeah, have, yeah. to and fro, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I think all very worthy things to talk about. I completely agree, Claire. And yeah. you know what is worthy uh, or makes us feel worthy, I should say? People who leave a review for this podcast, uh, this actually, this award-worthy podcast, which is the title of this particular oh, review I really by like Billy review Boy, who says, I love this podcast, but if it doesn't win the Australian Podcast Award, I will take this review down. <laughs> uh, we didn't win. We came third. So I guess for Billy Boy, that was enough to leave the podcast up, uh, the, the, the review up. So I really appreciate it. Thank we you do. so much. What have you got in terms of letters this week, though, Claire? Ooh, all right. So you can email uh, suggestiblepod at gmail.com with your recommendations and Bam. questions. And just like John Scrip has. Oh, no, John Scrip. Enjoying nature and ignoring the madness. <laughs> that is what we're doing. Hey, guys, I live in Duluth, Minnesota, and the weather has been pretty shit lately. Mm. <laughs> Very cold with constant blizzards. Oh, no. I've never been in a blizzard. Me neither. God. It seems more intense than a regular rainstorm. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. I don't know a lot about blizzards or blood bloodstorms or blood blood testing. Bloodstorms. I don't know anything about bloodstorms. <laughs> Never been in a bloodstorm either. Not yet. The other day I was stressing over all the homework I had when the sun came out for the first time in days and I knew I had to take advantage while it lasted. Nice. So I hiked up the big hill by my apartment. I'd never been up there before and the view was incredible and really helped ease my stress. I'll include pictures below, but you can pretty much see all of downtown Duluth all the way out to Lake Superior. Let me tell you, the pictures are beautiful. May I have a look at these pictures, please? You certainly can, after I finish reading. Oh, okay. You can look at them now. I'll just imagine them, yeah. and I hope they live up to my imagination. Oh, no, my imagination was better. Don't worry about it. No, look at no, that. No, they're really good. It's they're so amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. Just that beautiful. It's really clear, yeah. filled scenes. 
I wanted to thank Claire for always reminding me how important it is to savour moments like this. Let me tell you, it gets annoying though. You live with it every day. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and I want to thank James for tricking everybody and watching all of the Twilight movies, even though they're all <laughs> terrible. And he admitted he should have just rewatched the Nolan trilogy instead. It's true. <laughs> Your dedication to all the weird jokes you make is both inspiring and concerning. <laughs> I'd also like to recommend the TV show Severance on Apple Plus. It's a thrilling Ooh, drama about office workers. Yeah. I am going to talk about Severance. Uh, not this week, but no, I have been watching Severance and I've been really enjoying it. Oh, yeah. He says the cast is great and the story is incredibly fun to watch unfold. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Debs, which I think James liked. I did like Debs. There you go. Anyway, thank you both for everything you do. Oh, and Mason is cool too. Well, he's not here, so that doesn't count and I will not be telling but him. Thank you, John Scripp. Thank you so much, John Scripp, whose name I recognise from other things that he's written in with. Yes, he seems like a very cool dude. I and agree. excellent pictures. I'll put them up on my Instagrams. Claim them as, claim as, claim them as your own. Be like, this is I, will. I did this. I will. I'll just I share them pictures. over there because they're beautiful. I took these pictures. All right, you can email the show. It's just for And as always, thank you to Raw Collings for editing this week's episode. How does he do it? How do you suspect he does it? Wizardry. Blizzardry. Mm-hmm. Blizzardry. <laughs> in a bloodstorm. He gets in a bloodstorm and he just, <laughs> he just can't help himself. Can't help himself. No. Good stuff. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll be back for next next week for something, won't we? We, we should will. do more like themed episodes. Do you we know what I mean? We say this all the time. No, no, because like we missed Valentine's Day. So I've been trying to inject a little bit of love into every episode. Oh, uh, and so nice. No, it's just that thing that I watched. But and also. Ha- and International Women's Day. I did have a couple of recos for the old International Women's Day. Oh, yes, that is true. Yeah. That's some, Yeah, so I should have prepared something. I mean, to be fair, Love is Blind has half women in it. And I made fun of a dude, like a guy who sucks. And I talked <laughs> about the dropout, which is about a woman albeit doing terrible things. So in a way. But that's the quality, when women are allowed to be terrible too. Exactly. (laughs) That's all they want. Um, We want many things like um, equal pay. It's true. um, Respect in the workplace. Yep. Um, What else do we want? Oh, can I have more things? Paid maternity leave for longer. Correct, exactly. Um, Equal share of the domestic load. Love it. Um, equals superannuation. No, I don't like that one actually. <laughs> that one I'm going to veto. No, better pay for childcare workers and slash cheaper childcare. Yep. Cool. Should be free. Um, more women in positions of leadership. Yep. Across the board. I'll tell you, there's been people in a bit of a tiz this week. Not not anybody like serious, but uh, there's there's a line in the Batman where uh, Selena Kyle, who plays Catwoman, played by Zoe Kravitz, is uh-huh. like man, these white men, like, always ruining shit or whatever, like, running things and ruining things or whatever. And there's been a few people that are like, well, that's that's just politics. That's woke politics in my Batman movie. When's Batman <laughs> going to start killing people or whatever? And, look, sure, it's a bit, like, on the nose to be like, these white men that run everything, you know what I mean? But it's like... It's a bit obvious. Yeah, but also, like... But it's true. It's true. <laughs> like, you see, a, yeah. just look, look up a boardroom. Not like a fake, like... Photo, like, you know, like stock photo boardroom. Just look at a boardroom. Yeah. And have a look who's mostly in there. Correct. Right? Anyways. Exactly. And also, That's my just, review of the Batman. I also would like more diverse and real representation of women in film and TV shows. All right, done. Which is actually more more now. It's becoming better. I agree. Because things are changing. And that's what, I, what gives me a lot of hope about International Women's Day this year. Even though there's a long way to go, I still feel like... We mm. have made change and, thank and it you has for, been progress. For the people who have been participating in the Planet Broadcasting Great Mates group where uh, every year where it's only women are allowed to make posts 
Anyone yes. can comment, but it's just like, yeah. And then you know, we, we always hear from more people year. that we yeah. don't necessarily see, which I love, yeah. I love that too. I think mm. it's awesome. So continue. continue When's there going to be continue. an International Men's Day? There is an International Men's Day. Don't even worry Correct, about exactly. it. It's just never very good. It's a little bit like the difference between when women come on a camping trip versus men. What's the difference between those two things? Well, because like when you you're, and your mates went camping, everyone bought beer and no one remembered to bring food except for you and Winston, which was some dried major noodles. That is so true because like I think if – You're just bad at organising. Yeah. They're like, why is there no better things on International Men's Day? Spoiler alert because you don't organise good lunches. Also <laughs> – That's very who, sexist who wants, of me to say who that wants, actually. Who, who wants it? Who really wants International Men's Day? Every fucking day is International Men's wow, Day. Wow. I would never say that. You're getting too political and I don't like that. Well, I am political. I mean it's not women bloody invading a country, is it? I couldn't tell you, Claire. I don't know anything about it's politics. not women dropping bombs on other people. Maybe bloody fart bombs, my right, fellas. Well, that is. God, it's not women who are the head of like giant fossil fuel companies that have fucked over the world for like 50 years that we had the science to prevent 50 years ago and we didn't do anything about it because of fossil fuel monies going Mm. to terribly corrupt people. Uh, Anyway, don't get me started. Well, at least we're not reaping any of the things that have been sown. So thank God that there are no consequences for anything. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. All right. Sorry. I'll recap. Uh, Banana bread recipe. Oh, yes. That other thing that you said. The beanies. The beanies. Oh, yeah. Good good fun time. That felt like a million hours ago. Um, Podcasting. Uh, We love podcasting, don't we, in particular the one you mentioned, which is called? Uh, There's No Place Like Home. No Place Like Home. Uh, The Dropout and, of course, Love is Blind Season 2, specifically Reunion Special. That's it from us. Till next time. And they're all linked below. Happy International Women's Day. Happy International Day Day. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.